outside. We couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome back to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast welcome to season three episode number 21 it is march 6th finally march quinn i'm joe morata alongside michael quinn how we doing quinn howdy doody season three huh season three we have made it yeah so this is like season three episode one really season three episode one that's right but not really one it's like 20 one it's episode what, what 21 21 but it's season three episode one if right. you want to categorize right. it that's how it works that's how it works around here folks thank you so much for being back with us glad to be with you this monday march 6th hope you're having a good day so far i'm having a great day <laughs> that's good quinn i'm glad you are i, I went am and too. got some ramen did you yeah it was that's tasty. awesome Ramen's good. Not the not the crappy no, ramen. No, I went no. to like an actual ramen place. Right, a ramen place. And it was really tasty. Well, that's good, Michael. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad you had some good ramen. Yeah. I see you've also got some Twizzlers over there. Yeah, I got the Twizzlers just in case the uh, urge comes yeah, to me. for the commercial breaks. And of course, the Coke. And of course, the yeah. Coke. So I'm, I'm all set. You're doing good. I'm all set for season three. Season three off to a good start. Folks, yeah. of course, if you're listening on the Place to Be Nation, we thank you very much for that. Yeah, and welcome to season three, Place. That's right, Place. And if you're not on that Place to Be Go to that place. You better get in that place because... <laughs> you better. It's a good place. It is. They don't have a security system, so you can kind of just walk in. It's some g- great facilities. Yes. Um, and like you said, you don't have to put your key card in or anything <laughs> like that. It's good. Open door policy yeah. around there. Some great podcasts. But uh, if you're not at that place and you're listening to us on some other place, there's a bunch of places to listen to us, Quinn. Yeah, there's uh, iTunes. Yes, that's and right. we'd appreciate a review on iTunes, definitely. We would. Um, we want, we're want we coming after you, Cole Cabana and, yeah, and, and Bagley and all the other... <laughs> Just all the other, those two. All the other doofuses on the new and noteworthy. Doofuses. Yeah, I'm, we're coming after them. We're coming, we're coming hard. What about tights and fights? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah. It's it's really. Not. I follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah I do so, too. Um, well, we have the same Twitter, yeah, so that's so, pretty I mean, easy. We both follow them on Twitter, but <laughs> and we're also what Google Play and stuff like we're that. On Google Play Music. Yep. We're on the Stitcher. We are. Yeah, we're that's the, right. We're on Stitcher. We're on the Blueberry. Who cares? Oh, Blueberry got it this week. Gorilla's um, here. The FM Player <laughs> Web or whatever it is. I never use it in my life. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely there. And of course, there's the website. The website ovppodcast.friends. Uh, dot com. Oh, dot com. Okay. And there you can get all the stuff we do. Um, I've actually put um embeds. An embed is like when you can watch a YouTube video like on the site. An embed is also like if you're laying down and you didn't go to work. And you're in bed. You're in right. bed. Exactly. But you can watch our latest live cast that we did. <laughs> live cast? Yeah. Huh? The, Sounds uh, so futuristic, Quinn. It, we're going in the future. I, and <laughs> look forward to more video content. That's right. Yeah, we have some stuff up there now that you should go check out. Some and there's great some stuff, stuff in the planning stages, too. Thank you, Quinn. That's right. Good reminder there. We have some Hall of Fame bites coming up, first right. and foremost. That'll be starting very soon. Right. And we're going to be doing a video and audio simulcast, essentially. Yes. Now, it won't be a live stream, no. but it'll be both video and audio. And what we're going to do is for a half hour, 
in the middle of the week, not even as part of our regular programming. This is bonus programming. Yeah, this is bonus <laughs> stuff for free. For free. We're going to talk about the newest inductees of the Hall of Fame. Right. In the spirit of WrestleMania week and Hall yeah, of I Fame mean, we're and getting all that. Close. We're in March now. And, That's right. You yeah, know, we're I'm, I'm really excited for the WrestleMania. <laughs> the WrestleMania you is know, coming. Even though it's whatever. But uh, the other thing that people can do, Quinn, is they can go to our Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's at OVP Podcast. We love hearing from you. Our, our fans, we love our fans. Yeah. Yeah, we love real. the fans. Marty, Justin, yep. Jimmy Borden, uh, Ruben Vasquez. Ruben, yeah, we got. We're here for you guys. So. Marcelo, Marcelo, <laughs> in our cool podcast. That's right. We're love the coolest podcast to him. Love these guys. Yeah, it's great. And of course, if you like to use this form of communication, we do accept uh, emails. Yes, if you have an email address, you can email us. <laughs> like an Earthlink or yeah. a Juno or something? Yeah, if you got um, Netscape, I, I don't know, you know, Opera. You know Dave Meltzer still has a Juno address? Oh, God, really? <laughs> yes, but ours is Podcast at gmail, not Juno.com. Yeah. yeah, we have Gmail. That's newer, you know? Uh, Quinn, any update on the MySpace? Um... I'm in talks, maybe. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's a hard no, but oh, I, I'm just going to say I'm in talks from now on. <sighs> okay, fine. Well, I guess we might as well start season three, huh? I guess so. Folks, we promised you a new format, and we do have one. Yes, we do. In fact, to start the show now, it's going to be what do you think of? There's no more one thing I missed. That, that is taking a sabbatical for now. Yeah. So we're going to start actually with what do you think of, and I'm going to ask Quinn what he thinks of something. Quinn, in the spirit of WrestleMania season coming up, I wanted to ask you something that we very briefly covered in our live podcast or our video oh, podcast okay. a few weeks ago. And I just want to get, get into it in detail for, you know, 15 minutes here or so. Okay. What do you think of WrestleMania 4? Oh, 4? Okay, well, you know, (laughs) I'll say this about WrestleMania 4. Okay. The concept is exciting. Mm. I'm a big fan of tournaments. Yes, you are. Big fan. However, this tournament, not so hot. It's not no it's no deadly game, let's put it that way. <laughs> it's not even a King of the Ring 93. Yeah, it's not even a King of the Ring any of them. <laughs> no, it's like, not. It's not even a wrestling classic really. Well, maybe it's a little better than wrestling classic. It's just a bunch of Greg the Hammer Valentine <laughs> matches. One man gang. One man gang matches. Dino like, Bravo. Something that probably could have taken place on Wrestling Challenge. <laughs> over but, over a few weeks. Yeah, instead yeah. it's on WrestleMania. <laughs> now, folks, the thing about WrestleMania 4 is a lot of people consider it amongst the worst. And I understand that. I think it's a little egregious to say it's the worst because it has moments and, you know, it, it's, it's part of the classical WrestleManias. Let's put it that way. It is. And if nothing else, it has Randy. Savage's world title victory. Right. You can't take that away from it. That's great. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Everyone loves that. And you know what? You know what else it has? It has Demolition's first tag title victory. Right. And, you know, what are those outfits? Are they legal (laughs) chests? We covered that somewhere, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's got that comment in it, so it's good. And it's got a good commentary team. Welcome to WrestleMania 4. I'm Gorilla Monsoon along with Jesse the Body Ventura. Got a great commentary team. Like all the WrestleManias from that period of time. Great celebrities, right? I mean, Bob Euchre is so much fun there. Hey, how, about getting your, how about getting your foot off my shoulder? Gladys Knight Gladys with the, with the there. sweater with the buttons on it. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like yeah, we've, we've, we've mentioned so, that, yeah. right? And it's just, it's fun to talk well, about. Well, now we're in the third season. It, things every are going to come up. Things are going to come up. Things will be said. But here's something that we don't talk too much about it, is that Battle Royal, it, I mean, it's a terrible Battle Royal. 
I was going to say, are you going to say that's good? No. But you know what's notable in that is it's the catalyst for Bret Hart's face turn. It is? So you can say some history was made. It's true. Um, <laughs> at that WrestleMania. Was the Hart Foundation previous to that, you know, Neidhart also, where they weren't faces before WrestleMania 4? No, no, they were still heels. So it actually turned both of them face. Yeah, but it was like I a slow... I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I but know. Yeah. It was like a slow burn. Right. It, it took a couple of months, but that was the first time Brett, like, really got cheered. I always like how Brett, like, throws that trophy. I just like how it, like, kind it of, like, hits it the explodes, yeah. kind of, sort of, like, it... <laughs> <laughs> and then he like bends it in half but he can't and so like, he's like stepping on it and yeah. ripping the guy off of he's it he's like using his foot for leverage to like break the little man off the top the olympic man yeah <laughs> the olympic man they used to all those trophies back then they, had the olympic the man yeah. yeah they all had the olympic man i think that's the same trophy that hogan got on piper's pit um you're Andre probably right yeah yes to be a champion it's a long time it's a long time yes to be a champion it's a long time. But um, the thing about WrestleMania 4, I can totally see, Quinn, why people were disappointed with it. Do you think people were disappointed at the time by it? And if they were, is it because Hogan didn't win? I don't know. See, I was I was going in that direction. It yeah. was promoted as not only the tournament, right? right. But a guaranteed Hogan-Andre WrestleMania rematch. Right. So that's kind of cool. Right, it was a huge deal. Well, it would have been their third match, technically, yeah, because they had the one on the main event. Right, so it's the rubber match, right? Right. And it's guaranteed, because they're both, like, second round, they were they Well, they were, given, they were both given a bye, but the bye was to face each other, so... Exactly. <laughs> it's not much of a, a reward. I, no, it's true. So yeah. whatever you want to say about the first match, you know, WrestleMania 3 and its wrestling quality, whatever you want to say about the main event, this WrestleMania 4 match is horrible. Yo, it's Nothing terrible. Nothing happens in it. Yeah. The ending is bullshit. I'm going to tell you why. The chair or whatever? Yes, because you, you'll you you'll back me up on this. I know you will. Because yeah. Hogan uses the chair on Andre first. Right. And the ref doesn't do dick about it. And then Andre uses it. And the ref disqualifies both of them. This is like the stuff we were talking about in uh, the finale with yes, Hogan. with right? Hogan. Where, like, I feel like it's by consequence of the fact that Hogan's such a super face that when he has to fight fire with fire, the rest just like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's bullshit. Yeah, but to be fair, it's like, these people are pretty nefarious. They had the million dollar bills falling out of their pockets and <laughs> they, they surrendered the title. That's true. Now, the one thing about WrestleMania 4 that people say against it, and I totally agree, there's no one really good match. No, but... Can you name one? I mean, honestly... You know honestly, what? The, the show's theme team seems to be, like, attrition, right? It's not really about the matches as much as can you survive all these matches. Can you survive watching the show? <laughs> well, the fans have to go through attrition, too. But, you know, Randy Savage, the idea is is that he has to go through the gauntlet, basically, right? Basically. And yeah. DiBiase gets a nice, like, pass and through some keeps, of it. Yeah, he keeps getting, like, stupid ways. Yeah. For the first match with Duggan, it's like Andre, like, helps him. And yep. then... Like, he gets, like, a buy somehow. He does, because I think, um... It's Steamboat, or whatever. What the, no, no uh, not Rude Steamboat. and Roberts. The, yeah, the double count-out thing, yeah. Which that match is... You and by the fall way, asleep during yeah, that match. By the way, speaking of Steamboat, I always thought it was so dumb that he's, like, eliminated early on. A lot of people say that because he would have lined up. If he would have won, he would have faced Savage. It would have been great! Like, you had the rematch of Andre and Hogan, right? But it would have been even cooler if the surprise was is that Steamboat and Savage rematch. Now, but do you think they didn't do that? Besides, they probably didn't like well, Steamboat anymore. Well, because they anymore. were heel. They were both faces. Do like, you risk Savage getting booed 
at the probably what they, of Rick Steamboat. It's probably what they thought, but at the same time, I always think that Savage was so over as a face at that point anyway. I, I think the fans would just be freaking out that both of them are fighting. That's a good point. You know, that that is a really good point. Yeah, it, it's cool. And it's not like they're fighting because they hate each other. They're fighting because the they're tournament. in this tournament and they ran into each other by accident. Th- like, that's true. That is how like it works. It's not like they chose to fight each other. Here. <laughs> right, like, right. Well, you know what? Uh, the other thing about Steamboat, he probably, that probably is the match of the night. Him and Greg Valentine, if you really look at it. <laughs> I mean, that's objectively, not saying much. But, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's probably the best wrestled match of the night. Yeah, it's okay. Although, uh, Andre, I mean, not Andre. Uh, DiBiase Duggan isn't bad. It's yeah, it's short. a good. It's like kind of the opener, technically, because yeah. of the you know the battle royals the opener. But I'm saying like it's the, the tournament first opener. tournament yep. match, so yep. it's the first like singles match. So first singles match, it's decent. Bam Bam versus a gang is a pile of shit that has angry ref. Remember that? It also has Humperdink. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. remember that the with Koopa his magic wand. Uh, yeah, the, has angry ref, and I never got that ending because he's counting out Bam Bam while he's on the ring apron. Yeah, angry that- ref is just always angry. One, yeah. Two. Hear that? He said he didn't do nothing. What a desperate move that was. No, Slick said he didn't. If do the nothing. referee saw that, that's a disqualification. You know what I always notice about those 80s tournaments as opposed to like 90s tournaments? There's a lot more bullshit in <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that? Yes. There's nothing ever seems to be definitive in There's those tournaments. always bullshit. And you, you know, thinking back as like just a fan who's seen things, it's like 99% of matches don't end in count out or disqualification. Right. So like why when it's a tournament or like... A 15 minute time limit yeah, draw. When do any match go 15 minutes? Like that's just like an average match, first of all. No, like, you're right. You're like, right. It's like saying like, did they really... Would they ever have Rick Rude fight Jake the Snake Roberts for 15 minutes ever if they were doing it at any other show? And that's the other problem is those two wrestled like they were going to wrestle a draw. It was just so boring. So much time killing. You know what to me is upsetting about it is weren't they involved in that awesome feud at the time? It didn't start officially yet until a little after that. Well, they could have. Was that the catalyst for it? Like, how did that? Maybe. I mean. I don't have access to the 88 programming because it's not doesn't seem to be on YouTube, so I'm not sure. That's a good point. Well, there's some there are prime times on YouTube. Yeah, but I'm saying just the like I would like to see the superstars episodes right, to right. know if like maybe before WrestleMania something got started or what happened there or if they're just that draw was like maybe the next week on Superstars they were like oh you cost me this because right. you are dumb like you know what that that's a good question richard land if you're listening you know this stuff <laughs> is superstars a weird thing with the copyrights because i know for a long time it was well i found on youtube from other folks 90 that, like all of 90 is just on there land do you have any let us know yeah because i would really like to i really enjoy watching those superstars and like i said like when i skim through like 90 yeah i watched a lot of it I, and I skimmed through a lot of like stupid matches, but yeah. I would make sure I watched like all the stories. And like, right, there were some. There yeah, was some and there was a stories. lot of stuff. So it'd be interesting to see how '88 played out post WrestleMania Four. That's a good point. And '88 is always intriguing to me because of WrestleMania Four, and I'll tell you why. Because Savage being the champion is very different. It's a very yeah definitive like hard stop of hogan you're right i mean the last four years have been hogan and it's more more of a hard pause because they just hit the play button when they get back to wrestlemania 5 yeah exactly but it's a one-year pause of someone else as a champion which is interesting yeah it was unprecedented for the hogan era to have someone else being the torchbearer yeah and like bad news is like prominent 
in 88. Bad News, Rude is very prominent. And you could tell even at WrestleMania 4 that they were trying to make Bad News prominent by winning the Battle Royal. Sure, he was supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, it was supposed to be like Bad News was like a, a top challenger. Top challenger, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if, if it was... um. It was alluded to at least a little bit that the battle royal guy would get to face the winner of the tournament. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't like, know if it, it took not, a not, long time. Not probably officially, but I'm wondering if after he won it again. This is why I need to see the superstars. Right. Is because I'm wondering if after it he was considered the number one challenger. I don't think that he was. I mean, Savage immediately. I think his first big defense was against one man gang. Oh, because he fought on Saturday night's main event, yeah, yeah. and he fe- still feuded with DiBiase. I know he had that infamous ladder match with Bad News in like a house show or something. I think it was a hardcore match that oh, happened yeah. to involve You're a right. ladder. You're right. Yeah. I-, I apologize. No, You're it's right. All right. I just always think of it as a ladder match because it's the match with the ladder. It had a ladder in it. Yeah. In it. yeah. yeah. You know, another notable thing about WrestleMania 4, and notice, folks, we can't really say too much about the good wrestling quality, because there isn't any. And you know what? I'm not going to say that that's too much of a mark against it, only because it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we love 6, and the matches aren't amazing or anything. That's true, yeah. and we love 3, and I mean, there's some. There's obviously Savage Steamboat and, and a couple of good stinkers things. there's some stinkers on there, there's too. There's some stinkers. But um, the emergence of the Ultimate Warrior, Quinn... Yes. He had been around, but that was his first big moment, was beating Hercules. Not that that was a great feud or it was a terrible I was match, say, but I, I, f- awful until match. Until you said that, I totally forgot he was A, at that pay-per-view, and B, <laughs> who the hell he even fought. Yeah, he beat Hercules that really was, That bad. was just some, like, match in the middle of rounds, basically. Like, As Kim Kardashian would say, yeah, this, this is, is a match. match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, of course, like we mentioned, Demolition. I wanted to ask you this, Quinn, before we wrap up. Okay. What did you think of the venue in general? As it's being used for the first time, yeah, I actually like it in four because there's some kind of there's this theme right with the at the very beginning in the opening thing they show the um slot machine yes and I like that idea of like it's in a casino and like it's kind of random who's going to win this tournament because there's so many top contenders and I lo- it fits it kind of fits in right it's I don't know like, how you think of that that's really good I never it, thought it, of that yeah it feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity for all these guys like when the fuck is Greg Valentine getting a world title shot or in Dino 80? Bravo yeah exactly so like I like the idea of the venue for four however five no yeah it doesn't make any sense and but f- and folks if you don't know um because we haven't said it it was at um trump plaza hotel and casino the President convention hall trump and a- plaza yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true uh on the boardwalk in yeah. ac and uh not as good of a venue i'd say as asbury park's convention hall <laughs> not yet no <laughs> they should have had wrestlemania four there I, it looked like it sat more people than oh, convention hell yeah. hall but it- 10 times more well because i think it was the idea at the time was it was being used for boxing matches so it looked legitimate to viewers at the time oh yeah i think isn't that where tyson uh kicked mike spinks's ass michael spinks that might be where it happened i think it was but i mean it wasn't like to the modern fan looking back it looks really dumpy but to the 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 fan at the time it's like oh this is in a casino like a real boxing like a boxing yeah that's true i mean like it probably looked pretty cool like that's a really good point if you think about it heavyweight boxing with mike tyson was at a very high point in that time in the 80s so this looked like a very legitimate venue to the the viewer at home to the casual to the guy that watched uh the main event on on nbc a couple of months earlier right exactly wow they're going to the place where they do the boxing right it's like oh this is like big time you know like yeah but the crowd sucked the crowd sucked awful crowd yeah they barely cheered anything quinn well they didn't know they were it's probably just gamblers and coke addicts i mean it's ac we know what that's like (laughs) 
We're from Jersey. Not, not too far down yeah. the road. Yeah, that's true. So overall thoughts, Quinn, is, is four one of the worst? Not one of the worst. It's not even like close to the worst is i'm gonna say okay would you call it good though no it's not and and again it's not even close to the best at all it's just somewhere kind of in the middle like it's a it's a rare like misstep in the 80s and that's not to say it's bad either so you'd say it is what it is it is what it is all right how about that we'll leave wrestlemania for it. it is what it is it is what it is and folks what we are is the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast and we will be back right after this these are the biggest and baddest wrestlers in the entire world, and they're waiting to take you on in the ring. Or you can take them on with the Claims VCR WrestleMania game. This board game and video cassette puts the wrestling superstars in your corner and gives you the greatest wrestling moves of all time. So go ahead, jump into the ring, and with the VCR WrestleMania game, you can win. From Claims. Wow. You're listening to our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, season three, and it's episode number 21 this Monday, March 6, 2017. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Travel down the road and back again. When during the break you were uh, chomping down on some Twizzlers over there, huh? Oh yeah, I was ch- chomping on the bit, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Champing? Champing at the bit, yes. I, I did correct you that one time, <laughs> yes, that it, you and you didn't believe me I didn't. that I, I was champing, it <laughs> but yes, I was champing at the bit, um, <laughs> and, I, and I had commented, uh, we should have Twizzlers as a sponsor, because yeah. I have a great idea for what? like a catchphrase for them. What is it? Twizzlers. Nobody beats the Twiz. That's beautiful. Isn't it great? That's really, really good. It's like something King would say, like yeah, yeah ninety nine or something. And this portion of the show is sponsored by Twizzlers. <laughs> Nobody beats the Twiz, Jr. <laughs> so, folks, I also wanted to remind you of something coming up soon: the WrestleMania special with Scott Keith. That's exciting. That'll be some good times. That time of the year. It is WrestleMania time, and the Scottster is going to be here. Oh, that's going to be awesome! I love Scott-ster, talking to Scott, Scotty. <laughs> What? Scotty, I don't think he goes by Scotty. I don't think he does either. The scooter, the scooter, maybe <laughs> the net cop. The net cop. Well, we know he goes by the net cop. <laughs> he is the net cop. He is the net cop, folks. We have a new segment for you for season three. Yep, here comes the good stuff. Right, <laughs> each week, Quinn and I are going to put four things on Mount Rushmore. Hey. Not the real Mount Rushmore. It's not okay. like we're replacing Jefferson we're not or anything. We're getting like rid that. of Teddy Roosevelt or we're his Patriots house. Patriots here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's home. And we're also going to send four things down to the desert of Death Valley. Nope, the Undertaker's home. <laughs> what I does guess. that mean exactly? Quinn's going to give me a topic this week. Next week, I'll give him one, and we have to decide four things from that topic that should be on Mount Rushmore and four things that need to go to the desert in Death Valley. Think of it like an open debate. An open debate of the four best and four worst. If you think about it, we only have four spots for each of these things, right? That's right. And... It's probably going to get a little heated. It might get heated. Quinn and I have to agree that's one of the rules. Yeah, but there's a, we only have one Mount Rushmore and one Death Valley. It's not like we have each Separate Mount Rushmore. There's yeah. only one Mount Rushmore. Yeah, there's only and there's only one Mount Rushmore of the topic. Exactly. Yeah. So, Quinn, you're going to start it 
Let me know what we're putting on Mount Rushmore today okay, and so what we're sending to Death Valley. So the Mount of Rushmore this week. Professional wrestling theme song. <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah, this should be fun. And uh, there's various artists. Like yes, there Jim are. Jim Johnston. Sure. Uh, uh, even CFO. He's the new one. Yep. Um, uh, Jimmy Hart with J.J. McGuire. Yes. They were. They wrote a lot of the 80s ones. Right. So, Quinn, what's your criteria for good entrance music? What would make it to the Mount Rushmore? I always like to think something that's catchy, but okay. kind of gets you pumped up for the match. Okay. Just, I mean, everyone, you kind of know what a good theme is. It's sure. a theme you're humming after the fact, right? Or even sometimes in some cases, the audience is singing the song. Okay. You know? a, a memorable song, perhaps, that memorable, memorable. when you think of the wrestler, you think of the song, right, vice exactly. versa, yeah, tied definitely. to the wrestler, tied to the character, right? tied to an era. I'm going to throw my first one out there for you, then. Okay. Ric Flair's theme music. Which one? The the main, the theme from 2001 Space Odyssey, the, the yeah. main theme that he used, not the WWF version. Um, <laughs> I, I'll debate it with you. I mean, I, I like it. I'm not sure it's, like, Mount Rushmore material. Really? Yeah. Um, really? However, though, I will, um, I'll, it will be under consideration. I do think it's, like, you definitely remember it and stuff. It's, like, I guess it just doesn't hit the pumped up part. That song is Ric Flair to me. It is Ric Flair. However, would it be, like, among the Pantheon or the uh, the Rushmore, in this case, of, of, <laughs> of songs? Yeah. Uh... I think so, but okay, let's, you throw me one. What about just the Hulkster, brother? That's like the first theme music I think of. Real American? Real American, because, I mean, it's like, to me, like, that's like the real first th- song, like, I ever really heard in wrestling. Really, it was. Yeah, because when I would see old things, I would just, you know, I, I always, I knew there was a song, and I knew it was Hulk Hogan's song. Okay. And... Like, even if I know that when I'm not a wrestling fan yet, hmm. that's like, Real American is just, it's it's popping. Like, you're like, ugh. Like, it, it was sung by a Rick Derringer. Yeah. Who was famous for a song in the 70s called Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. He also did <laughs> J- Demolition's theme. Oh, Demolition's theme. That's, we could that, yeah, I know, I, that's, I, that's, that's propose that one to the table. I would say um, Real American goes on my Rushmore. Okay. It, I, I think that I, should be on there. I would agree, too. So, can we we can settle that Hogan's theme, Real American, is, in fact, on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling it themes. It is on the Rushmore. Okay. So, that's is, one. That's one. That has to be one of the best, most iconic, tied to the wrestler, representative of the wrestler that I've ever heard. And you're like, you're like yeah, when yeah. it comes out to it, right? It's great. It's and ironically, it was actually written for the U.S. Express. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotundo and I've Danny heard that, and yeah. Um, Barry Windham. Yeah, because they were the American. They were the real Americans, yeah, and then they kind of morphed Hogan into more of an American hero character. A exactly. Little later. Yep. And he had it. I mean, that was his WWF theme after Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, and I mean, I think of the WWF classic era. I think of an era with that. That's song. what I mean. Yeah, you just think of the Hogan era. You think like, of the eighties or early nineties. Put it this way: When the WWF was mocking its past in the '90s, do you remember Patterson and Briscoe yep. came out to Real American? Absolutely That's how right. identified it was with the era. So Hogan's entrance is on there. He, right. He's we're he's where Teddy Roosevelt is. <laughs> now we we had briefly mentioned Demolition. I wouldn't uh, put it on there. I wouldn't put it on, but it is good. Great song, but I mean, if Hogan is the first bar here, yeah, we have to find something that reaches that bar. Okay, this one's a little more recent. 
Okay. And I definitely think it might reach the Hogan bar. What? Cena's theme. Oof. That song, like, I just, when he either comes out or he wins, like, it's just an awesome song in the background. That is an awesome, awesome song. I mean, everyone can, here's, here's the, yeah, here's the thing, that, this, it's memorable, but it also has that hummable quality that, like, you know, like, even our friends who aren't big wrestling fans, they know that at least John Cena's theme has those bars. Like, everyone knows that, right? True. Yeah. Um, I would put it under consideration next to Ric Flair for the time being. Okay. Well, okay, so right now our under considerations are... Flair and Cena. Flair and Cena. So I'm going to give you one. Okay. And this one is probably representative of the Attitude Era. Okay. And I'm talking about that glass shattering <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. Mm, I do like his theme. Now, you know what's interesting about Austin's theme? Yeah. I actually like the, um, that, like, modified one. It's the one that played when, like, they had that, like, aggression album. I don't remember what it was called. I know but, what you mean. But the, I think Disturbed did that and it had that, the lyrics, though. Yeah, but, but here's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I didn't like most that. Of, most of the songs from that were dog shit. But Including I just, that one. I guess I just associate that one with the WrestleMania 17, and I just, for some reason, like it. But yeah, Austin's theme... The classic one. It's very iconic, but I want to put it up for consideration for one reason. Why? Okay, fine. Just, no, just, and and this is kind of like in a separate category. Just keep it on the side, table it for now. We'll table it. This is like Parliament or something. We're tabling. We're in Parliament. We're going to table the Austin theme and bring in to compare the Rock's theme. Well... Okay, which one? Because The Rock had like a million themes Just and the, variations. The, the overall... iconic, if you smell what The Rock's cooking, like the, okay. the like Modified Nation one, basically. Like, I kind of, and you know what? Actually, take that, take that one. But actually, I like the. I think it's kind of the second version of that. The one, the one that has the. When he's like putting his hand up, <laughs> it's got the guitar in it. That's like yeah, I know the one you mean. That's kind of the best rock theme. Like I would have to say, Austin's theme is better. Really? Yes. Oh. Austin's theme with the glass breaking—that is the real American of the Attitude Era, my friend. It's very close. Okay, how about this? So we can keep the moving. Yes. We're gonna say. A Rushmore spot will be taken either by The Rock or Austin, and we will discuss one more time at the end. You wouldn't put Flair on there? I still wouldn't put Flair on there. But if you really want to be fair to Flair, to be fair to Flair, that's don't the way to do it. Don't start with a fair to Flair. I love you know I love Ric Flair, but I'm not going to put Ric Flair on there. I just don't think. <laughs> See, this is where the debate comes in. <sighs> the Undertaker. Yeah, that might but, have to go but, on a Rushmore, Quinn. But which Undertaker and the Undertaker that I will say is the one that he had the electric in, guitar the ele- with the strings the Attitude Era one yeah like the one not when he was not you know the one with the orchestra but the original song oh you know what I'm thinking of the more rocky one the one with the electric guitar 
Can we just say the Undertaker's theme in general? Because it's the same song. Yeah, I guess it is. But I mean, I don't think the first one is very like anything. the organ only one. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. But the one from like the later '90s is the one I'm thinking the of. The later he, '90s. He had a million variations Not, of it, but that one. I'm just, I just want to make sure that we don't consider the um, the Ministry of Darkness version no. or whatever. Like. I'm just talking about, like, the Attitude Era Undertaker. Right, like yeah. 98 Undertaker. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of, too. So Perfect. Th- we'll say 98 Undertaker theme. Is it on there? It is on. All right, we got two. Because when you think of that song, any version of it, but let's we'll go Attitude Era version, that's The Undertaker. Right, yeah. There's never been another theme song. I mean, except for I, the American Badass version. Yeah. I know that. But for that character of The Undertaker. Yeah. I just, the reason I say the 90s one is because, to me, that's the most, like, pump you up version it of is. it. Like, it is. It's like the... Right. You yeah, still yeah. identify with the character. It's still tied into him, yeah. but it gets you, it fits the time period that it's a part of. Right. And it, it's it's like just the undertake. Like everyone knows that you hear the, the when the bell tolls. The fact that you can say something like the bell tolls and, yeah. and like people know that, oh wait, the Undertaker. Like, right. They know it from the words, the bell tolls, and then sure. they know it from the sound. Absolutely. Yeah. It is it has every uh characteristic of a successful long-lasting, catchy, good theme song. Right. It works, so it is on there next to Hulk Hogan. Definitely. Theme song was. All right. Okay. Oh, man. I'm trying to think now. Two out of four. Two out of four. Here's the thing, is I really like a lot of the theme music that's been coming out by CFO. Yeah, I do too. And I kind of want to honor it, because I think he's quickly ascended as one of the better artists. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go through some of them for a second. Go ahead. What like Kevin Owens that the Sami Zayn. I love that song. Yeah, you like that one. Um I really like Shinsuke Nakamura's theme. Yeah, I do too. I know that's a little too new maybe, but you know, he's done the Bobby Roode. Mhm. Glorious. Um awesome. Yeah, so <sighs> hmm. I don't know if there's anything by him though that can that be you considered would put on for the, this. like now, yeah, I'm just trying I to, don't think so. What I would put on <sighs> But I don't know if people would um like this one. <laughs> I really like Daniel Bryan's like basic, but it's more like in the Ric Flair vein, I guess. That's a public domain song, though. Yeah, the uh, Flight of Valkyries. Yeah, but what's the one he had in Ring of Honor? You he had the final countdown. The by final Europe. countdown. That was a fucking great. Can song. we count that? Oh man, I. I mean, I, I don't know if we. I don't think I put it on there, but can we count? I guess if we can count two thousand one. Can we count Space like Odyssey, real songs? I guess so. If we can count. The Ric Flair one. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it on there, but it was no. great. I mean, it's a great... When he got up on the turnbuckle and yelled yeah. the final countdown, I yeah, mean, I mean, hell yeah. That was some good stuff. Especially being there live for that. Yeah, and, and Ring of Honor was really good with um, using original music as themes, but you know what? Maybe we've maybe we've given its due, and it maybe it's not on the Rushmore. I, I don't think it's on the Rushmore. But Have, that's what this is all about, right? Right. So let me ask you this one. We're talking about songs that already existed, you know, that yeah. that weren't, you know, written specifically for something. And this one's right. actually public domain as well. NWO theme. New, new, new. Um, yeah, <laughs> New World Order. Yeah. I love the NWO theme. Me too. I think it's one of WCW's best. Um, you know what I also like? What? If we're going to kind of explore WCW a little bit. Yeah. I really like Chris Jericho's second theme. Yeah, you've told me that before. A I don't. Lot. I don't remember it. I'll have to look it up and throw it in the post, like, but I don't remember. Yeah, it. it's kind of like a Nirvana ripoff, but it's like pretty good. <laughs> Is it a Nirvana yeah, ripoff? I think I so. DDP had the Nirvana ripoff. Well, DD, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. No, it's like a Pearl Jam ripoff. That's what it that is. That was Raven. No, no, no. Jericho's was too. Okay. 
I wish we had like a soundboard of like that. Jericho's second theme is really up there for me. It's really, really good. But we can't rush more of that. <laughs> we should rush more WCW theme, though. Why? Only if they deserve it. Uh, I guess so. Um, the WCW was not known for having great themes. Harlem no. Heat had a great theme. But you know what I found out Actually, recently? Hmm. You know what I found out recently, though, Quinn? What? Harlem Heat. That theme song, that's public domain as well. Is it really? Yeah, that kind of ruined it but for me. But nobody really associates it with other I know, things. but I, that kind of ruined it for me. Really? Just because it's public it being a good song shouldn't matter. No, like, it's a great song, but I was finally like, yeah, WCW had a good theme, but it's not there. They didn't do that. Let's just, for what, for under consideration, yeah. Harlem Heath's theme, a.k.a. Booker T's theme. Yeah. I That is a really, like... Memorable, like I really like that theme. I think if we're gonna talk memorable, I think if we're gonna talk in the category of fitting the character and iconic themes, yeah, we would be remiss to not mention the Ultimate Warrior. <sighs> okay, yeah, that that's we gotta talk big guys here. You know, we gotta yeah. talk the big players here with right. the theme, the big themes. I would, oh man, the Ultimate Warrior could—that's easy. That's like a slam dunk Rushmore. That was part of his appeal was his damn entrance and his yeah. music. Yeah. Okay. So that's on there with Hogan Undertaker? Hogan Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, and we had the Austin Rock are like our two top contenders right now. But According I'm gonna to you, throw yes. into a I'm gonna throw one more in there. Okay, go ahead. Bret Hart. You know what, as big a Bret fan as I am, I don't know if I'd put that on there. Oh really? Which version? The like the, like, the, the, like, like, 94 Yeah, onward. 94 till he left WWF. Like, that one is, like, pretty freaking good. <laughs> I always like the other one better, believe it or not, the original one. Really? The Heart Foundation, you know, oh, in his wow. earlier solo music. The dun, 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 yeah, dun, I can dun, see dun, why dun, you would like it. I like it, it To me, it's just kind of like the... I, I love the guitar. I liked what they were doing in the 90s, adding guitar into the original themes. Actually, like, to me, it was more like... Uh, like I, it's just a lot more pop to it. Like, okay. All right. Well, I don't know if you're going to say him. So I mean, I'm going to say Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon too. He had a great theme. Okay, we're we're really blowing up with the top four now. We got the Ramon. Ramones is really good. It is. I mean, and that yeah. fits the character. It's just a catchy song. I'm, here's the thing, and I'm you know? still elevating the Rock and Austin above both of those. <laughs> I agree 100%. Okay. No, I didn't, I, I I didn't know you. if you would agree about Brett. I just wanted nah. to bring it in. And I wouldn't put Shawn Michaels I, in there yeah, either. I, I don't think Shawn's is... It's um, a stupid song. I mean, it, it's a dumb well, song. It, it's, it, the problem with it is it's designed to be his heel music when he first started, but they just kept it. And like, sung by a woman, by the way. Yeah, you know, so Sherry. it's even weirder. Yeah. So it's like, the, no. He kept it until he was 45. So it's like, it, right. it, as he should have, he should have. No, I mean, it was associated. Like I said, if it's associated with you, you should keep it. It, right yes um here's one for you what M- uh my time by triple h his yeah. 2000 his 99 oh, 2000 man. that that's pretty damn good before st- he switched stuff. to motorhead yeah that well, is I, such I would say a time good to play song the game also is by lemmy yeah I that's really good like too. That one too that's good too i actually this is stupid but i actually like bow down to the king also like i it, it's good like it's a good song now, let like, me ask you on a side note here because yeah. you know this stuff pretty well yeah was that like his special event theme music is that it what was it was like it 
At like one, his big event here, music. It, it's kind of that. That song is kind of like moved up and down for what they ever what they wanted to use it for. Like at some points, it would only be like his WrestleMania theme, and then for other times, they would just decide that that was just going to be his theme, and then they would revert back to the other one. <laughs> Time and to then, play the game. Yeah, and then they would just go back to the bow down of the king. Like there's, I, I never understood their logic of like when it's appropriate. I've even seen it. I believe used once is that he like used like his regular time to play the game and then like the song like merged into battle down to the king like or like he won the match and then it was battle down to the king like it's like really i had there's literally no rhyme or reason why they use one or the other what about the dx theme um no i have my own problems with that what well here's my biggest issue with it when i was a kid i really hated that that theme was associated with that weird shit they did to the screen during it. I hated that. Like, I love Shawn Michaels and I love DX, but I was like, I can't see them. Like, I didn't, like, for whatever reason, it just, like, went over my head. I was like, I don't get this. Like, right. why, why can't I see their entrance? Like, they bother okay. me. Like, uh, I got one more for you, what? and then, I, then I'm out of suggestions, I think. Yeah. Randy Savage, Pomp and Circumstance. I would put it, but... It just seems too generic, and I know that they had kind of have a custom Randy Savage one. It's not like the normal pop and circumstance used everywhere. If you noticed, it's yeah. like a slight. It's like, a different recording. Well, yeah. He used a different one when he first debuted. Yeah, he remember? used a more generic one, yeah. and then there was like just this one that they used by like around like eighty-seven, but, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'd say it was more commonly. I always think of like WrestleMania seven when he's got like that's like well, I, yeah, it's the same one. I'm just saying it's like that's when it stood out to me the most. It's like yeah, this is like. Okay. Macho Man's theme. So we got to pick a fourth one, Quinn. We've got Austin. We've got The Rock. You're trying to throw Harlem Heat on there. I don't think so. No. Are we throwing Cena up there? Into the into oh, the man. mix yeah, here? Yeah, I think Cena. Cena. I thought we put Cena in there. We didn't. He's not on Rushmore, no. Fuck. Um, I'm personally fighting for Austin on this one. I think Austin's theme music is is the theme music of the Attitude Era. I do, too. I think it's what everyone was waiting for. See, here's... Okay, here's our problem. Was that glass breaking? I think The Undertaker threw us in a tizzy as far as our... That's one of the best themes of all time. Not even Here's just the, the problem. I think era. you're doing an injustice to Cena's era if you <laughs> throw off his... I know it's stupid, but Well, then like, blame The Undertaker for hanging around in Cena's era for so yeah, damn long. I know. Old ass. I mean, okay. you have to put the Undertaker on. That's if, one of the. If, if you had a gun to my head, I'd say gun to your head, Michael. I'd say Stone Cold over Cena. I a know. gun to your head, yeah, Michael. I know exactly. Gun to your head, now, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold, right? Stone Cold. You have to. And the Rock. Rock is definitely like an honorable. The Rock. Yeah, yeah, he's he's climbing the mountain, but he doesn't make Rushmore. He's How about kinda that? Kind of like under Teddy Roosevelt's like chin. <laughs> Like, like on the His mustache. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our final four on the Rushmore. We've got Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Undertaker. Ultimate Warrior. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's fair. Folks, we want to hear okay. from you. Yeah. Let us know your Rushmore. Right. Yeah. Of professional wrestling you know what? music. I was going to say, put it. If you guys want, you can tell us on Twitter and stuff, but we'd like to interact with you more on the website also. So maybe leave it in the comments yeah, on the website, ovppodcast.com. You know, we have a comment section. You can log in with Facebook or, yep. you know, if you have a WordPress account, whatever, yep. or you, any account, you yep. can pretty much log in and you can leave a comment right under the podcast. Like, we'd, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you yeah, about that. So, so let us know. And I guess now, Quinn, we're going to send a few things to the desert and 
I guess we should start with you. Okay. I definitely have some stinkers to propose. Oh, yeah? And uh, first and foremost in the Death Valley, um, <laughs> the demolition uh, shit theme <laughs> from, from like WrestleMania. Like that oh, is yeah. utter garbage. You hate that one. I fucking hate that. <laughs> That's a song to me that is like a runer of a tag team. The like, lyrics, I think, that they didn't use were, we're not pushing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one, and I, I think listeners of this show probably would have like guessed Maybe, that I yeah. would immediately propose if that. If you've been following along, you know that Quinn cannot stand that theme. I, I hate it. I can't say that I like it, um, but we need to find the we need to find a, a yardstick here. You know, we need to uh, find that's a, definitely a yardstick. You think? <laughs> oh, it's dog shit. I don't know. I mean, I think there's some pretty bad themes out there. Can you remember Giant Gonzalez's theme? Wasn't it just? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. It was like it was like this new age music, but it yeah. was so quiet, and that's a bad one too. That's bad. You know, in that same vein, and I was gonna. This is this was kind of gonna be my second one. What? The Henry Godwin, like the first one, like dun, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's oh, bad. <laughs> like that shit. What the fuck is that? Okay, wait. I can top that though. Yeah, T.O. Hopper, because it was just it like was, a toilet. <laughs> it was just a toilet flushing. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. might have to. I don't know. There's there are a lot of bad ones. There are that a lot of bad true. ones. True, <laughs> there really are. Uh, oh, right to censor. That's another poopy one. That's that, that's going there. Yeah, that's the that's that's one of the hard. worst things to ever come out to ever yeah yeah fuck that theme yeah. that is in death valley that's number one fuck that song fuck that song i'm with you yeah that song is utter it's just shit. like that's yeah. all it is right yeah. fuck that yeah fuck that any song that's just like a bunch of noise yeah like like pigs and toilets pigs and toilets so would you put the godwin in there no uh really i um, no i i don't know i was mentioning this at the break yeah I hate Bam Bam Bigelow's like face theme. Face in, theme. In I wouldn't put it in Death Valley, but if we're talking about like stuff that just doesn't fit the character, yeah, it's just like stock music from like prime time or some nonsense. It was bad. The sax theme, yeah, like the like, synthy sax. Yeah, it's not a bad theme. It's no, just it's not. it does like why is this Bam Bam Bigelow's theme? Right, you got a four hundred pound ass kicker and he's yeah. coming out to like porno music. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or like what Entertainment you, Tonight okay, music. As far as like a big name. What do you think of, I know some people like this, I, for some reason, just don't like the Big Show's theme. Well, it's the Big Show. I don't mind it. You don't mind it? Okay. I don't mind it. Yeah, I just, I I figured I'd throw it out there, because it's just something that annoys me. It's not particularly offensive. So, if you're not going to put Godwin in there, like, that's like... Well, I think if we're going to put Godwin in there, we have to put Teal Hopper's theme in there. (sighs) Yeah. I feel like we're filling this up quick. That's okay. Um, I mean... All right, if you had to pick between T.L. Hopper's toilet flushing <laughs> and the Godwins, like, and all that, I say T.L. Hopper's is actually worse. Because See, I say, I say Godwins because it's just more annoying. They, well, like, they, what, why do I want to hear that? You don't? Yeah. <laughs> they both fit the character. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just yeah. saying they both fit well, the they character. they fit the character. They fit the era. Again, not a good thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, those are those are ones that stick out to me. Um, I I, I I feel like we have to fill it with both. All right, throw them I, both in I, there. Yeah, because those are terrible. Die, die, die. 
Die, die, die. Folks, obviously, like we said, for the best, let us know for the worst, too. Yeah. Let us know what you would send to Death Valley. So yeah. we got one more spot open? Yeah, we do. I'm with you, though. We got to put Teal Hopper down the toilet there in Death right. Valley. And fuck Henry Goblin's theme, too. I agree with you. It's, it's a, garbage. It's sucky. It's yeah, really it, it, sucky. It's really shit. Oh, what do you think? Some people, and this is like a love-hate relationship, but what do you think of Diesel's first theme where it's just a bunch of truck noises? It never bothered me, even though it's not a song. I, I guess because when I'd always play the video game, the raw video game, <laughs> like I'd be like, what the fuck is that this? That was like, annoying. Yeah, I was like, this is stupid. You know, Quinn, speaking of raw video game, too, almost on principle, I feel like I want to put Doink's face theme in there, send in the clowns or whatever it's called, because... Oh, that might be a good one, because you know why? It's because his first one's so fucking good. Yes. Like, it's like an insult, that right, fucking Right, because thing. it's just the clown music over and over again. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, do we have, actually, do we have four in here? We have three. We have Henry Godwin, we have T.L. Hopper, and we have Right to Censor. Yeah, but the demolition theme. I feel like that's the top contender right now. <sighs> that shit theme. What about 94 Heel Crush? Eh, it's okay. Giant Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, Giant Gonzalez. Okay, so I'm going to say the two top nominees right now are Demolition... Right. The poopy theme. Yeah, the poopy. And Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> now, you know what's the you know what's a good theme that's silence? Mm. Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, very good theme. Yeah. Andre had an awesome theme. <laughs> I, I always call the theme just because it's like him coming to the ring is his theme. That's yeah. his entrance music. Yeah. That's all you need to know. That's all you fucking need to know. <laughs> but it's like that album Silence or whatever. Yeah, John Cage, that yeah. song, yeah. Yeah, that song Silence. Um <laughs> I'm gonna say that that's those got to be the top two. I can't think of anything worse than that shit. I'm sure there's some crap in WCW that we just don't remember. I'm trying to, is there any more like notable, like very notable? I don't think so. Like, um, I'm going to have to say if you consider the scope of everything, yeah, considering what they did have and what they were given, and considering how they you know were deep pushed and everything, yeah. And the way that kind of lined up, I'll go with you and I'll say, let's dump Demolition's heel theme into there. Yeah, it's just so damaging. Like, it's like terrible. It was. That's exactly what it was. It was damaging. It was almost like insulting. It's insulting to them. It's insulting to the fans who love. Like, all the fans just want to hear is the fucking Demolition theme. Like, yeah, I know. Fuck you. Like, it's like a basically like a big middle finger. Pretty like much that, that song. Pretty much so. so I, fuck that song. Fuck it's, that song. It's in Death Valley. Die, so the die, final die. count is right to censor the demolition shit theme. Henry Godwin. Henry Godwin and the toilet flush. <laughs> like of, yes. of Teal Hopper. Now, Quinn, we wanted to get to a few honorable mentions of good themes. Right. What do you got for me? I like um, Rick Martell's theme. I'm with you. The model yep. theme. It's great. like great. Yeah, great that, theme. That, that song. That song's just. I, I, it's just like relaxing and yep. it like reminds me of an era. I like both of Tito Santana's themes, the El Matador one and his like solo. I don't, I don't like the El Matador one. Really? But I really like his solo yeah, music. The, yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, the ding, funky. Ding, ding. Yeah. Reminds me of the Blue Note Club. In Tijuana, yeah, right? Exactly. I think we would really fail if we didn't mention Million Dollar Man. Oh, definitely. Great. Theme. I'm surprised we didn't discuss that about the other one. Um, About the, you know, the Rushmore. Um, I really. There's some WCW themes I always remember. Like I said, the Chris Jericho um, second theme. 
I really, really like that. I would say that's good, but I don't remember it the way you do. But you DDP. Know, DDP's a Nirvana ripoff. Yeah. Um, Disco Inferno. I was going to say Disco Inferno, too. That's a yeah. fun song. Yeah. I, I, do you like Alex Wright's song? No, not uh, really. really. I always liked it because it was like there was nothing like it at the time. Like it, there was no like techno music. I don't like, know. I, I thought it was cool. Actually, I was like, do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I liked it. I also yeah. like Fit Finley's theme. Really? That like it just sounded because and then it went into some weird like guitar. So I was like, I was like, this is awesome. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I just I always liked it. Well, folks, send us your thoughts. Let us know whether it's the Twitter, whether it's the email, or use our website. You can talk to us there. Yeah, yeah. Just and kind of have a conversation. Sure, if you will. Opinions differ. We're doing this off the top of our head, of course. Yeah. So we might have missed something. If we did, let us know. Let us know what you think is the best that should go on Rushmore, or the worst that we send down to Death Valley to die in the desert. Yep. And with that, we will be back right after this. <laughs> Experience the deafening thunder that is Vader. The dementia that is the deranged mankind. The haunting mystery that is the Undertaker. And the unrelenting rage that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Experience WWF The Music Volume 2. There are 15 of your favorite WWF original jams in all. To order, call 815-734-1161 or send a check or money order to the address on your screen. This album is available in stores, but why delay? Get yours now! And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1, and also Episode number 21 overall. Right. That's Not right. to confuse anyone. Not to confuse anyone. We're still yeah. here. We, we never break. We never, ever break. We're like the Postal Service. Yeah, rain, wind, snow. <laughs> rain, wind. Uh, Is wind one of the ones? Uh, mountains, weather. <laughs> Monsoons. Uh, gorillas. <laughs> Folks, a uh, quick reminder, tweet at us at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, we're other places. Yeah, we're on uh, iTunes, yeah. Google Play, Stitcher, FM Player, Blueberry, and also the website OVP Podcast. And, you know, like we were saying before the break, you can leave comments on there. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, this we have is a comment system. That's we right. A, we have a system. There's a comment <laughs> system on there. And if you fans want to debate with us, possibly. Yeah, we'd love to. Rush more in Death Valleys. Or maybe propose some of your own. Maybe we forgot some. You know, that's a great thing about opinions, Quinn, is everyone has one and ours is right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. That's correct. <laughs> so back by popular demand, we received hundreds of thousands of requests. Okay. More we, like none. None. <laughs> yeah. We're reviewing something. Yeah. I'm glad we are. Yeah, the review stays. The review stays for season three, I think folks. the review's not going away anytime soon. I think there's so much content out there. Yeah. This is something that is, I'll be honest with you, for Quinn and I, out of our comfort zone, out of our familiarity. This particular episode, This yes. episode, yeah. yeah. What we sat down and watched was USWA Championship Wrestling. I know nothing about this. <laughs> All I know is there's guys that I know from WWE <laughs> in it. Yeah. So it's USWA Championship Wrestling from January 9th, 1993. And I want to set the stage here because, Quinn, January 11th, 1993 was the first Monday Night Raw. 
So this is coming off raw. This is you're, like you're saying. Set this in contrast. So this looks like dog shit compared <laughs> to Monday Night Raw. This, this is not even close to what WWE was doing. This is this looks like World Championship Wrestling from the eighties. Yeah, Jim Crockett promotions. <laughs> we get a nineties intro, Quinn. You noted, but with an eighties logo. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of like a nineties ish, like I guess you'd say, kind of futuristic, right? Yeah, a little CGI. Yeah, you know, pr- primitive CGI. Yeah, spinning ring. Right. Like they're in like an, a virtual arena with shit on the screen on the top. Now, I suppose I should mention, what was USWA? Well, basically, the United States Wrestling Association, what it was, was a combination. It was part of a merger in around 1989, 1990 of CWA, which was the Memphis territory, right. and the old world class. And it yeah, was, that's weird. Yeah, and the world class aspect of it was phased out early on. It was pretty much out of it by '93. Yeah, and what it was, believe it or not, and you wouldn't think it if you watched this without knowing it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It was an attempt, and <clears throat> not a very successful one, to be like the new number three because AWA had folded by then. Why do you want to be the number three? Just be like, a good why? territory. Yeah, why? Like, and it was a good territory. Yeah, I mean. From what we saw, it's it's got its I know stories. A bit about it, yeah, and it it. But there's no way that this was competing with Vince or Turner. Yeah, hell no, no way. So anyway, we will head to the show here. So they had a you know their show was on Channel Five in Memphis, whatever that is. It looked like it was an NBC affiliate from later think, on commercials. I, I, I think saw it might have been. Yeah. Yep, I think it might have been. You're right. So we're hosted not unfortunately not by Lance Russell, you know the mm-hmm. the legendary announcer in Memphis, yeah. awesome announcer yeah. Lance Russell, not by him, but by Dave Brown. Yeah, we'll not get, the football player. <laughs> yeah, not the horrible '90s Giants, Giants quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> not him. Dave Brown, who we'll get more on him later. Yeah. And Corey Macklin. Hello again, everybody. Dave Brown and Corey Macklin here at ringside. We're ready to go with another day of USWA Championship Wrestling. Quinn, you noted they're very slick. They are very slick. I thought their suits were pretty upscale, and I was kind of surprised because they they looked almost modern the way they were dressed. I was like, that's like you know you know how like the suit style now is more like cut to yeah, the body, fitted. Yeah, it's more fitted. And I was like, what the? Yeah, it was I, ahead of its if time. If I recall, like people's suits in the '90s were big and floppy. <laughs> that was and the stupid. style. Yeah. yeah, they look sharp. They, they do. Look they look sharp. They look slick. So the arena, if you want to call it that, because it's not. It's really the. TV studio. Right. <laughs> you now you put in the notes that it looks like a bathroom stall. It looked like shit. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though. I would say it didn't look like a bathroom stall. It looked too clean, if you ask me. Like it was like <laughs> It looked to me like a like a discovery zone or something like a or a sports and stuff like when they just put a ring in it. Like, well, you know what? I think they do better put a ring in the basement. Yeah, but look like <laughs> a ring in a finished basement. Like you know that like you know when you go to those weird restaurants and it looks like the fixings like the the doors and stuff like that. They what? look like they should be in someone's like nineties designed house. <laughs> That's what this looked like. Okay. If, so, if you can if you can put yourself there. So we're on the show for but two minutes, and then we cut to some commercials. Yes, this one has commercials. And the commercials are a lot in this oh, yeah. one. This, this is... 
I think this review is going to be mainly commercials. This was, I couldn't believe how much commercials, and they were like the same like five or six commercials. So we start with a Pepsi pig pen party (laughs) from Kroger, the grocery store. This was weird because it was like an animated thing, and there was like animated Pepsis flying through the air, but the logo of the Pepsi was all fucked up. It was bootlegged. It was a bootlegged version of the 90s Pepsi logo, but like then they showed the picture of a Pepsi, like, and it's going to be on sale for like five bucks or something <laughs> like yeah and then we get a commercial for greg's red tag suit sale this is a really weird advertisement it's like this weird like almost like nervous geeky character going like why is his suit so nice yeah and, and then like all of a sudden a big like like cardboard red tag it's like planted on his head like like a guy from the side of the camera put like a cardboard tag gigantic like over the top big tag with their like logo and stuff and just flopped it on his head and then it starts showing us you know greg's all the, all the suits, suits you can get, and all that. yeah yeah so we get that and then we get dennis hall's auto salvage and there were some junky ass cars yeah we get to see some more junky ass cars later in this show and quinn it's tax season did you know you can get your rapid refund from h&r block so you can buy your microwave or your portable tv the portable tv <laughs> like and this guy was really loving his portable you, you see him like walking around I was like wow yeah it's a portable <laughs> a portable jr yeah i have a portable tv it's my cell phone but <laughs> this is 93 quinn yeah uh and then we finally go back to the show yeah and we have laura davenport we'll we'll get to her she's a lady in a dress and Glenn has some things to say and she's at ringside taking notes for this match which is Tony DiNucci versus Brian Christopher which of course is Jerry Lawler's son the Brian Christopher the unfortunately grandmaster sex a and someone that I've never liked as a wrestler no he sucks he's okay I mean he's not the worst but he's not good either Quinn you and I both noticed the ring skirt is too small here here's the thing the ring skirt isn't there I think is what it's like half it covers half of the you can see like the the, you the can see like the metal bottom rivets. of the, like the rivets of the ring and like there's even like some kind of like axle under there you can see like the supports yeah. underneath the mat like it's dumb very strange uh two guys and we find out who they are in a little bit a company brian christopher quinn they you look, say they look like accountants yeah it looked like two accountants one in like really stupid khaki pants <laughs> too all fat apparently they're wrestlers apparently they are yeah and Quinn, you have a problem with Brian Christopher's stupid laugh? Yeah, the first thing I hear is that, ha ha ha! Like, <sighs> it's so over the top, but not in a good way. It's just dumb. It's not like King's 90s laugh. Right. I it's think it's much like, worse. I feel like it's a- aping it, but it's not good. Like, it's, it's just not, like, it's not even in a way where, like, it's trying to get on your nerves. It's just like, you're like, this is just why just, just why you do this yeah like why like <laughs> don't just don't it's not it's not really getting you over as a heel like <laughs> right. just stupid and quinn you asked me a very important question here you asked me which <laughs> jerry Lawler wife is he from well i don't know how many wives king officially has it's, it's somewhere in the teens i think but no that's their age oh yeah thank you but um I'm very curious where Brian Christopher came from, because yeah. it, it is weird that King has, like, a full-grown son, <laughs> considering all his wives are probably, like, younger than Brian Christopher. <laughs> so Now, Quinn, you and I, I, I noted this, and I know you agreed with me, the announcers are awesome. Yeah. They're Dave really Brown and Corey Macklin are awesome. I was, I was genuinely surprised, because for a show that was, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of 
low budget and weird in a like, new studio yeah for them to have like legit really awesome announcers is that's good yeah they and were, they were kinda, really good that kind of makes it all tolerable and it puts it all together and it just points out the point you always make about how commentary teams can fix a lot of things. they can because they're your narrators for the show right. you're watching they're your hosts they the, take you through all this. they're what you hear the most right and that's absolutely true yeah. so if they're bad that can ruin the show right but if they're good it can really help and now yeah. Quinn, did it bother you that the ref had white shoes i think they first of all i think they were just ring boots like they it was just like wrestler boots with like his pants but i don't i i hate when the refs like don't have kind of a uniform it really yeah, like that does bug you like what the f- like isn't this supposed to be like sanctioned by the <laughs> uswa like don't they have some kind of rules yeah because he was wearing like the you know the wwf attire you know the boxing yeah. ring the yeah. boxing ref attire the yeah, blue I, shirt the pants right but it, white boots it makes no sense that's fucked up i just think you gotta get that, that shit under control no, you can't do that Right. If they did that now, people would be like, what the fuck is this bootleg shit? <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Can't wear white yeah. shoes. <laughs> Quinn, you noted to me, how many people are here? 58? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to gauge the, the, the size, actually. I think we, we talked later. I, it looked like maybe, possibly, there was like 500 at the most there. Yeah, and that's probably and a that's, stretch. Yeah, I that's could, a stretch. Maybe uh, maybe 200. Yeah, we could probably look it up, but it's probably, yeah, I'd say between 150 to 300. Yeah. It's in that range. It's a small little studio. It probably went further back than we could see. Maybe, I don't know. Possibly, because there was that one left side that you can't really see how far back that True, goes, so. true. Believe it or not, the match is pretty decent. Yeah. It's not bad. And I would say most of the matches are not, like... They're not long. Terrible. This is the longest match, I think. Yeah, this is the longest match, and it's kind of featuring Brian Christopher, Brian Christopher. a lot. It's okay. It's yeah. not a bad match. Danucci looked good. Christopher looked fine. Yeah. Honestly, nothing nothing horrible. So yeah. one of the goons out there, one of the accounts, is Zeke Rivers. And Who? He, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What he does is he holds a chair up, you know, for Christopher to bang Danucci into. Yeah. But Danucci reverses and slams Christopher into the chair and covers for two. <laughs> Damn it. Now, you know what? I, I wasn't one of them called Mr. Clyde or something. Like, <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I swear that was real. Like, I think, the, <laughs> and that was the guy who used the chair. Is Zeke Rivers another guy? I don't know, Quinn. I'm not that I'm trying they to... didn't say... I'm not trying to split hairs here. It just... It, it, I just thought Zeke Mr. Rivers was the, the chair guy. I just thought Mr. Clyde is a stupid name, and I felt like mentioning is it. Is it really Mr. Clyde? They're, that's what they did say, Mr. Clyde. Quinn, you said to me, I hope Danucci wins. He looks like a legit wrestler. Yeah, he does. Brian Christopher looks like somebody's son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he just looks like he's only there because of nepotism. Yep. And, and he's not good. He's not really good, no. And I would say he, I, I always liked the Grandmaster sexy character. I think he developed into something later, but right here he just looks like, I'm only here because Jerry Lawler is my dad. Yeah, I mean, he's young here. He's probably yeah. 22 yeah. here, 23 and maybe And he's being pushed oldest. as like the top heel. Right. It, right. It's a little weird. Now, yeah. the, this is the thing. This is a, a three, four minute match. The ref gets bumped in this match <laughs> yeah really I mean, I, it, you know what i i got the gist that brian christopher's mo is that like he's just a complete rule breaker he can't win anything on his own rule breaker what are you bill after <laughs> don't call them the after mags 
He's not a fan no, favorite. I'm just, I mean that like in, like some heels are just kind of like rough or something or they, they but they don't they, cheat too much. They don't cheat too much. He's like a, everything is cheating. Like okay. every single little thing is cheating. Right. So a ref bump seemed kind of in his character. Fair enough. Let's put it that way. One of the goons throws Christopher a chain because apparently we're in like two yeah. bad dudes or like. And we're in anchor man yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Brick, where'd you get a chain? Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, why does he need this to beat a jobber? He's the top heel in the company. What the hell? Like, seriously. It's true. And this this was the part that didn't make sense to me. So we have a ref bump. The ref sees the chain anyway. No, no, no. I'm, this made sense to me, actually. No, but the why do the ref bump is what I mean. Oh, well, he because the the idea was to get it over that the, the goons were complete idiots, right? So they got... They helped him with the chain while the ref was knocked out. Right. And then when the ref wakes up to count Brian Christopher, the other goon, if you noticed, he was reaching for the chain entirely too late. True. Okay. And he, you know, what happens, happens. Yeah. Basically, Danucci wins by DQ. Right. So you got your wish, Quinn. Danucci won. Yeah. Danucci did win. So then we get, this is funny. Christopher gets on the mic, you know, over by the announcers because it's all in the same studio. Right, right. And he berates the goons. He says they're stupid as dirt. Yeah, and that's what they got over because I like the little touch. Like I yeah. had said, why is the goon getting the chain out of the that ring late. right when the ref is getting up? Like they, he had so much time to get it. Like that's true. And and Christopher's good on the mic in this case, you know, for, yeah. considering the context. But to me, Quinn, he sounded like a fourteen-year-old kid <laughs> doing a Jerry Waller yeah, impression. Really, he really <laughs> sounds like an idiot. You are. Stupid as dirt, aren't you, huh? So then we get this lady again, Lauren Davenport, and right. she gets on the mic. She wanders over, and yeah. she calls the guys goons. She does. Um, <laughs> now you put she's wearing a tablecloth. I how <laughs> her, I described her it, her dress. It's so distracting this whole show, right? And I'll tell you why. It's weird to me that like it's the '90s, right? And like yes. I know it's the early '90s, but she's dressed like a grandma from the 1890s. It's almost Fine, like the 1940s. It's like yeah, like a 1940s grandma, like, like your grandma, right? She's dressed like an actual grandma, like like grandma. But this girl's like 20 something, <laughs> like so. It's so confusing and off putting. The dress, yeah, it, the it whole is. show because she keeps coming back. I looked her up afterwards, and I was like, "Is this like I? W- I was like befuddled." Yeah, by you were this like, "What thing. is her gimmick? What yeah, is this?" Like, I was like, "Is she supposed to be like old school or something, or supposed to be like super innocent?" And then I go to find like footage, even like it looked like it was the same year, and she's dressed like all like hookery yeah like hookery and like so i was like what is the what was going on here like i i i'm really want i'm like intrigued does like anyone know anything about lauren davenport like is was there a gimmick where she was trying to play innocent on purpose i just don't get it i know nothing about her yeah. and i won't pretend to yeah this is the first time i ever heard of her right so anyway she gets back on the mic and she brian christopher the whole thing here is he's got a hair versus hair match with yeah. Jeff Jarrett right. coming up. So he keeps trying to get other people to, to put, put their, their hair on, on the line. line. Which I think it's funny on the first person he tells tells a lady to put her yeah. hair on the line. Like, what are you, an idiot? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, she's like, I'll do anything for you yeah. if I could be your valet. I know, you know? No lady in real life would put her hair on the line in a wrestling match. Except Molly Holly, because right. she's awesome. 
I'm saying like in a like real life context. He's right. asking a manager. It doesn't like what? right. Like yeah. So of course she says no. Yeah. And then Christopher proceeds to call her a leech, and then he calls her a woman. Oh yeah, woman. I don't need your woman. All you want to do is be a leech. You want to take me for all my money or something, huh? Just like every other woman. Like yeah. 19 times. He's really trying to put over this, like, I mistreat women thing. And it's right. like, it looks really bad in like what are you a woman yeah, like and like it looks bad at any time but even in our times now like where it's you know we're more we know better right like it's yeah, like not that the 90s was a long time ago right, but yes but i know what you, you mean you know what i'm saying like the, the, the attitudes were different right yeah and like it looks fucking awful it looks but, awful yeah so in a way it's a good heel yeah it's a good heel in a way but it's also like i guess it seems more unrealistic to us now right so yeah. so brian christopher says women are good for nothing he's still out there when big fat burt prentice who and, i think it's burt reynolds is because he i swear he said that he didn't and mike samples who's yeah. a wrestler arrived that's they, the worst name ever by the way mike samples terrible like they want him back. I guess they were with him before. I don't care, yeah. so don't tell me. But anyway, so all <laughs> like, this talking still, like, what is this, Raw? Yeah. <laughs> but I said to you, I'm like, they're really trying to put over the house show stuff, right? I, I mean, know, like, but That's like, God, what's going on here? We've had about three minutes of wrestling and 20 minutes of talking, and then, Quinn, you said to me, why is everyone clamoring to manage Brian Christopher? I, I wouldn't clamor to manage him ever. <laughs> like, I don't see, like anybody why would they ever want to do that he's terrible <laughs> he is, he's like the only good. person that would ever want to manage brian christopher is jerry the king lawler mm-hmm. like so the um the fat team here <laughs> samples yeah. and um bertolucci whatever his name is yeah. they also refuse to put their hair up right so he calls them women he calls them women yeah yeah what it use me couple of women standing out here huh and then they just come yeah they just fucking get out of there and then, that was awesome right yeah. they're just like okay bye it's like yeah fuck you yeah. see you like basically. no altercation or anything they're just like all right yeah and then off to commercial break and that is for sunrise pontiac gmc and i say wow pontiac they don't even make that anymore <laughs> that's true now quinn we get probably the best commercial this is uh for the <laughs> <laughs> the pizza hut buffet <laughs> Count me in. Yeah, three ninety nine. Now, folks, look, our fans are from all over the country, and right. actually, all, all over, over the, the world. A lot of yeah. fans in the UK and stuff like that. Look, we're from the Northeast, specifically well, the f- New York Metro area. Yeah, the New York Metro area. So, pizza here is like worlds better. And I'm and, sorry, and, and that's it not, is. That's not us just saying it. That's like a known. Like I've like I've heard people who have right. lived in the South and come up here or lived elsewhere in the country yes. say, oh my God, it's so much better. And I know that has to do with the water or the consistency the or water something. water for the dough, a few things, yeah. yeah. Now, we're not saying New Jersey or New York has the best pizza. And sure, there's different styles, like Chicago. Right. You know, like... We're saying it's better than Pizza Hut. Right. Like, world's better than Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. Hut. I mean, we can just go to our local pizzeria. We have five in our town and we have a very small town yeah and that's the thing is like in new jersey for example it's like pizza is like just everywhere because like it's just i think because the ingredients are you know cheap they're common yeah and and the water especially makes it better 
I don't think I've had anything from Pizza Hut since 1995, and that was because of someone's birthday. I went to Pizza Hut one other time because I went to I was at Kmart and they, they had, <laughs> yeah they have a Kmart they had Pizza like Hut, a Pizzone right? thing yes. there and I was like what's this so I tried it that and I was Pizza like, Hut sucks oh that place was awful but <laughs> now, that's another story altogether. Like I said, we live in a town that is probably less than two square miles and we have like yeah. five pizza places in the town not not counting the ones right outside of it yeah there's ones literally on the border of the town too <laughs> yeah. so it's like we like don't need across that. the street from the border <laughs> exactly. like not on in, each side yeah on each side <laughs> so we don't need that yeah anyway circuit city quinn speaking of things that we don't have anymore or don't have uh circuit do we city, not have circuit they're city? out of business man oh really but back then in 93 they were having their annual warehouse sale you can get a vcr for 179 i thought that was the all the other stuff made sense price-wise that they advertised with the VCR. It's like, I don't remember VCRs. Like, I remember when they were really expensive, but I also remember, like, in the by the 90s, they were, like, you know, 80 bucks or something. Were they? I don't remember. I feel like that was, like, the going price if you went to, like, a, just a regular store perhaps yeah uh the thing is, is there was like a washing machine for like 229 that was i was like whoa that's really low like and then the vcr is only 50 dollars less yeah what the hell like <laughs> must have been a really <laughs> shitty washing machine <laughs> or a really good vcr it's like they're selling vcrs like they're iphones like <laughs> so we get a clip for a uh, action five news yeah or action news five they've got all the news they've got all the news yeah and then the manager of the moon dogs the moon dogs the moon dogs we're talking about the moon dogs they're now? there yep okay his they're name like is richard a, lee they're like a thousand years old <laughs> at this point by the way they need to be put down they're not even here luckily so. they're a thousand in human years let alone dog years <laughs> oh, dog years they're like, like seven thousand years yeah. old and they're manager is richard lee he has a green baseball cap and quinn you noted he's like fake paulie dangerously yeah he really is he's got the paulie style of hat that higher hat thing <laughs> your and, your pet peeve yeah the, the high hat yeah, why just wear it on your fucking head like but like um yeah he's just fake paulie dangerously he says the moon dogs are at the gym really yeah they don't look like they go to the gym and and then i don't know if they can lift anything with their their bones are like falling apart <laughs> They usually chew on their bones, but, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. We get more, because uh, the show needed this, more Mike samples of Burt <laughs> Prentice. Yeah, what the fuck? Everyone's, like, reused, like, 14 there's times like, on this show. There's, like, three people on the show. Yeah. I swear. And they storm in with the Bruise of Brothers. Of all the people. Ron and Don Harris. Yeah, who would, are ECW bound at this point, pretty, like, about a year later-ish. Yep. Like, before, 90, late 94, I think they showed up in ECW. As the Bruise, right? They yeah, were they were the Bruise Brothers. Brothers, and yeah. then they go to WWE. It's is, cool to see them before they were. Yeah, because I like their ECW incarnation. I sure, guess you'd yeah, call they it. were fine in ECW. Yeah. So they storm in. They beat Lee, fake Paulie, yep. with chairs. Some wussy ass chair shots in the ring. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if this guy was a wrestler. He was just a personality. He was an idiot. I, I yeah, they and beat, then they beat him up. Finally, King. Finally, King. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett has the big baby face. This is weird yeah. to me. King and Jared are both face. Yeah, and King, this is also, King's already in the WWF. He had just debuted a few weeks and earlier. A big fucking heel. That's that's right. There was so this... Uh, weird to see King, like... There was this kind of dichotomy here going on where King was a heel in WWF, and mainly of him, he, he flipped back and forth in, I always, in Memphis. I but, always thought of um, King in Memphis, like, once he went to WWF, even by 93, like, it was like his hobby. Like, it was like this weird other promotion. He was kind of there almost all the time. Yeah, he, he was. He was only in WWF, like, when he needed to be. 
Yeah, well, in the early parts. In the early parts, in yeah. the early parts. He was, until about 97, 98. I feel like King during the week would go do his He did his Memphis WWF, shit. yeah, because he did his WWF voiceovers that he needed to what, do. Like, what was Vince's thinking? Did he just not have a problem with them because they weren't right. real competition? He had a talent exchange with them. That's, okay. That's how they got Jeff Jarrett. Right. That's how they got... Probably Brian Christopher, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that was why would they want him? But I, that was probably because of King. But yeah, they they had a talent exchange and it it worked. It was okay. Yeah. They used to send like Randy Savage went down to Memphis sometimes. They and probably got well. Jacqueline Owen Hart went to WCW before. That, she yeah, went. that's yeah. not related. Coco Beware went down there. Yeah. So it was a nice little thing. Okay. So Mike Samples Quinn is dressed like IRS. <laughs> He's got suspenders and everything. I'm not impressed by him or Burt Prentice, obviously. I don't like, know why don't they're, know. like, featured. They <laughs> yeah, suck. They're really bad. So yeah. we, we go back to commercial yet again, and it's more of the Greg's Red Tag sales. Right. Same damn commercial. Then a trailer, Quinn, for a movie that I think is underappreciated. I've seen it. You've seen it alive. Alive, yeah. yeah controversial for its, um, you know, eating people scenes, but... I mean, it's about a team of a, a rugby team in the 70s that yeah. got stranded in the Andes Their and a plane, plane crashed and they live a bunch of people lived through it and they had to make it out of the Andes in the middle of the winter. Yep. And they had to eat. Yeah. The people that they died. had to eat the people because there was they were literally starving. Yep. Like so. And like, it is a true story. Yeah, it's a true story, Michael. <laughs> Royal discount furniture. Want an ugly bedroom set? How about a mattress that somebody peed on? I yeah, that girl like no, what's funny is there's this girl on the mattress and she's like look she's like sitting on it all seductively and it's like a pee mattress, like pee yellow yeah, there's mattress. There's like no cover, no yeah. sheets on the mattress. Right. And I go, I don't remember nineties furniture looking so shitty. It was bad looking. Yeah. Then we get some Toyota dealership commercial. Who cares? With a terse in the background a 92 tercel i yeah. believe yeah then sammy's men's shop like yeah i'd go there yep. and then inside edition <laughs> with the secrets of elvis and colonel parker the best part was there was like a guy like <laughs> he's like he's like at the elvis mansion or whatever yeah. like in the commercial and he's got like his foot up like captain morgan like being like i'm gonna tell you about elvis like <laughs> captain morgan. yeah he did he had that uh, foot up like captain morgan thing he did you're right i can't lie yeah so we come back and we get Jeff Jarrett versus J.D. Wolf. Who cares? What a name. Oh, you know what? I This this J.D. Wolf. Yeah, this fella. He had like neon tights on this like gentleman. how that was like popular in the 90s. Yeah, this, the this problem sir. Is, this pro- the problem is he looks like somebody's like um, middle-aged father. Yes. But like in like 90s, like I guess kind of Jeff Jarrett-y tights. Basically, Unfortunately, like, yeah. Like what Jeff Jarrett would kind of wear. F- and he's fighting Jeff Jarrett. So it's like that episode of Full House where Danny tries to sing <laughs> in Jesse's band. He tries to sing My Generation. Was this when he was in the Rippers or in the Hot Monkey Puppets? Oh, this is or the whatever. Rippers era. This is oh, like yeah. 91. Okay. Yeah. The Hot Daddy and the Monkey Puppets era was short. That was only the last season. Yeah, I just remember that whole episode where he had to like transition to the Hot Monkey I Puppets. I love that yeah. whole storyline. You know sad. what? That'll be coming up in our vantage point, the Retro Full House uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, same ref as before. This is only our second wrestling match, by the way. Yeah. Jared, well, it ramps up on the wrestling matches later. Mm-hmm. Kind Jared of. Jared <laughs> is the Southern Heavyweight Champ. That was kind of like their IC. Yeah. And Quinn, you said to me, do you realize this is a feud <laughs> between two guys whose daddies run wrestling promotions? Yep. That's what I, that, and then it dawns on you why these people are where they are. And I believe CWA was Jarrett's dad, that, right? This is, yeah. Jerry Jarrett ran USWA also. Lawler didn't 
own it yet, but he was pretty much like yeah. I mean, like as close as you could get. That the, the company was basically centered around Lawler, so like yes, it, it wouldn't exist if Correct. Jerry Lawler wasn't there. Like he was the Memphis so basically promotion. he had the leverage to Correct. basically like, and it's no coincidence coincidence that he bought it you exactly. Know, like, yeah, Jarrett wins with the horrible DDT. Yeah, awful DDT. That's, is that his finisher? It shouldn't be. I thought it was the figure four. So the no, that was later. Yeah. So the announcer, um, Dave Brown, references PWI Weekly. That was kind of PWI's answer to the Wrestling Observer, like I the weekly know, newsletter. Okay, I didn't know if when he said that, I didn't ask you at the time, but I I didn't know that was official PWI. I thought that was like something that's made up. No, no, no. PWI Weekly was their newsletter that came out weekly, and it was kind of to combat Meltzer. the WON. Yeah, that's. Probably didn't work because they talk about kayfabe in there. Exactly. No, well, one- no, they didn't. They broke kayfabe. In oh, it. they did. Okay. Yeah, they broke kayfabe. They talk about contracts and things okay. like that. But I don't blame them for giving it a shot. Yeah, you know, and trying That's to like. Fine. Why not? Don't call them the aftermags. Don't call them the aftermags. <laughs> yeah. Don't call them the aftermags. All right. So Jarrett sounds so much more southern than I remember him ever sounding in this promo. Oh, here. You think I didn't notice it that much? I've quit, I, I, Dave. I've quit, uh, Kit, quit. I'm so out of breath, Dave. It's an awful promo, too. He's, like, stuttering and stammering. Uh, well, there was that part. I did see... I mean, that was bad. It looks like Jarrett's very... I don't know how green Jarrett was at this point, but he seems green. He was greener than an unripened banana. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a good one. So who interrupts, Quinn? Lauren uh, Davenport. Lauren Davenport. God. Is it Lauren or Laura? Does it matter? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know anymore. But Now, does any interview not get interrupted on the show? Again, what is this, wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I ask, why does she dress like this? I don't understand it. Like, like she's got, like, the blue dress on. It's, like, the stereotypical but, white-haired Barbara Bush, like, the first lady but dress. But here's the thing. It's, like, the dress would be fine, but she has that white um it's like a tissue or something like that you know like barbara bush would wear exactly Exactly. it's so weird like it for a young woman it makes no sense it doesn't make sense and i just i instinctively thought it was the gimmick like that that but it wasn't even that no it's just just the way it worked out i guess right I, i was really confused so she tries to be jared's valet now and of course he's not having it and yeah. i just have to mention quinn she has rock and robin hair and this was the point where we look at each other and we're like wait a second is, is that, that rock, rock and robin, robin? and it, i we looked and it isn't it's but not it's unfortunate that it isn't because i thought that would actually be, be funnier so funny. if it was rock and robin if that was but, rock and robin yeah i love the announcers they're really good at just dealing great. with this they they do it in a way where they're professional <laughs> yeah <and laughs> quinn's reading the next note yeah. so i might as well say it. we go to commercial and we get more of greg's bullshit sale yeah <laughs> I, I'm sorry, folks. I read the note ahead. I just I lost my shit because I don't see the notes Joe writes down. Yeah, he kind of takes the notes and notes what I say and stuff like yeah, that. Quinn sees them once I like once we yeah, do the review. A little behind the scenes. Yeah, but, so I kind of I, I broke kayfabe there. Sorry, it's fine. It's fine. You were like PWI Weekly yeah, yeah. kayfabe. Then we get leave auto parts. Yeah, yeah. leave me alone. But it's good. <laughs> it's good for when you need a, your bucket seat for your 1980 Capri. Could, could this be any more Memphis right now? Yeah. Aha, do you have a bug to say for my nineteen eighty three? This is the one right where the I'm guy sorry. at the end talks. Like, there's like 
every stereotype in the world of the people working in the place and yeah. then like at the very end it's like the most southern fucking shit ever but, what? but like i'm saying like i don't like stereotypes i don't either so like it kind of annoys me like when I it's know. so highlighted I'm- like like and i'm sure it was like unintentional but it's just like I don't know. It, I feel bad almost. Like, I feel guilty. <laughs> I'm just laughing because why do you need a new seat in yeah. your car? Like, what did you do in there <laughs> that you need a new seat? Well, I mean, if the how, so- no, how, how? <laughs> if in the 90s the sofas had pee stains in them, what if you pee stained your seat? <laughs> but how do you ruin a whole seat of a car? <laughs> what know. do you do? A kid drops ice cream on it or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, right? It's like, why would you need a new seat? <laughs> is it like with somebody like playing with the lever thing? Yeah, it's like, what? The, how do you even do that? I, I don't. Know. Know. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, Quinn, <laughs> you say this reminds me of a weird time in the nineties where everything seemed cheap. I don't know why. Like, I thought of this. Like, I just thought of like watching like shitty tv commercials like (laughs) in my dad's house and like everything just there was like this cheapness about some of these local ads back then and it's like captured it perfectly now as you're saying this to me (laughs) a commercial for rent tronics comes on it's where you can rent for like four dollars a month yeah it's like like your fucking toaster oven and shit it's really i'm sorry yeah, I, I, I I'm understand. sorry, folks. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, but it's funny. It is. It is ironic. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it that way. It's old. It's, it's a different time, but it's funny. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So on Friday, January twenty second, the Moon Dog Battle Royal. What the fuck is that? Like, what? They're gonna fight on the moon with dogs in the ring. Like, I know there's the moon, and the Moon Dogs are gonna be like floating. Like, what the fuck is a Moon Dog Battle Royal? I don't know, Quinn. But tickets are available at Furniture World. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. Tickets available at Furniture World. May I ask why is this match going to take place at Furniture World? Like, it didn't say. It's like, like WWE NXT, tickets available at Sears. Yeah, <laughs> tickets available at Macy's. Like, <laughs> like Macy's. yeah, what the fuck? So we get a slew of on-screen graphics here just showing matches for upcoming cards. And at one point, we have some people over at the time. One of our friends walks in, and he's like, why are they not showing anything? Yeah. Like, what are you watching? I, and I agree with yeah. that statement. It was like nonstop yeah. promos. Anyway, we finally get something with King, and we get highlights of a match with King versus Mike Miller. <laughs> oh my God, he Mike has a Miller, proud Gold's gym shirt on. Mike Miller looks like a fat Whalen Mercy, <laughs> like literally, and with excessive band aids on his face. Like, <laughs> yeah, way too many band aids. See Nelly. Is he just keep continuously getting cut in the side of his forehead and in the side of his cheek at all times? And they're, like, falling off. Like, yeah, it's bad. Shitty. So King's a big face here, of course, and he pulls his strap down, and then he hits referee Paul Neighbors. And Paul Neighbors, first of all. Name. Yeah. And anyone that interferes, including the Harris twins and some just, like, <laughs> fat guy. I don't know who it was. And then the moon, the ancient moon dogs. Yeah. And it is spotty. 
By it the is way, spotty. we did confirm that. You're right. Then we go to commercial again because there have not been enough commercials in this show. And, and finally, we get another national commercial. Yes. Wendy's old fashioned hamburgers. <laughs> Dave Thomas with yeah. the old fashioned combos. Yeah, I love Dave Thomas. He's for great. the record. Yeah. More of Dennis Hall's auto crap. <laughs> Basically, I mean, like, <laughs> and then we get a monster truck set. It's coming to the Mid South Coliseum, but no Quinn, grave digger. No grave digger. What the fuck? That's bullshit. I'm not going if there's no grave digger. Grave digger's like the main event of all monster trucks, right? Yes. Do they? You wonder if they have grave digger like lookalikes or clones? Like, and he the just Undertaker took, had a monster truck. Yeah, he did. Did and they he would, fight? Yeah, Gravedigger did fight the Undertaker. I know that. I Wait, think there really? was like a Sting one too, where it was just like yeah, that was Sting some bullshit, and Hulk though. Hogan. Of course. Do you remember the the Giants Dungeon of Doomish one? That like remember that fucking pay per view where the like before the match Hulk Hogan <laughs> they had a monster truck match fights the giant, but in monster trucks. It was like a sumo yeah. monster, and then he threw him off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and then somehow they go to the ring after that. Yeah, what? Fight. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, men's Warehouse Quinn with Gary's. Zimmerman. We were talking about this guy before. I possibly on this show might have been off air, but it might have been on the uh, live the stream. live feed. But it's weird because his voice is all high pitched. He hasn't liked like you like the way you're on. He's like you like the way you look. I guarantee it. Puppies Jr. Puppies Jr. Puppies Jr. Last week on the news. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is this? What do they only get the news like once a week? What is it like a fucking? Magazine? <laughs> They're literally like last week on the news. Why do I need to read? We heard about food. <laughs> yeah, should it be like yesterday on the news, <laughs> not last week? What the hell? That's so weird. It's fake news. <laughs> King promo, and he has this big, long sleeve, like pinkish. And shirt. I hate to say this, but I swear I've seen you him have. wear that pink, he's, like he's worn it, pink sweatshirt before. Why do I know that? I don't know. And sweatpants. And yeah. he's he's using his face voice. Yeah, which I actually heel. think King's a decent he's awesome. face. Yeah, he's, he's actually good. like pretty good. He's got the unified title, which AKA the AWA belt, the AWA belt. That he, yeah. that he he didn't really steal. They didn't pay him, so he was like, "Well, I'm taking this because you yep. didn't pay me any money." Like, Quinn, Quinn, you were asking, like, "All right, so is he the main face or not?" I was like, "Well, it's kind of like you know when John Cena kind of yeah. bows down and he's like not the main event." Yeah, but what's weird about this is that when John Cena bows down, he's U.S. champion. In this case, King he's is the, the like world. world champion, but he's not in the main event. He's right. fighting Mike shitty band-aid miller yeah exactly and he calls burt prentice a big fat slob i agree i, I wholeheartedly agree no uh, what's the what's the big fat slob burt prentice this is the best promo of the show definitely said, yeah, yeah it's fun king's fun as a face yeah so who does he bring out as a special ref oh this is weird yeah to counter paul neighbors yeah <laughs> mr rogers friend yeah he brings out downtown bruno also known as who quinn harvey whippleman that's right he brings out harvey whippleman downtown bruno which by the way downtown bruno as a face very weird um Although, I'm going to say this, by the way, just as an aside. I love the name Downtown Bruno. That's a awesome cool name. fucking name. So much better than Harvey Whippleman. Yeah. Well, much that went, better They name. want him to look like a stupid geek or something. Which he did, he, yeah. yeah. With Harvey Whippleman. But, but Downtown Bruno, cool name. Yeah, very cool name. So, of course, this show would not be complete without Laura or Lauren Davenport yeah. interrupting yet again another promo. <laughs> Why did you write, you think she's too old for him? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, never I mind. I say I, anything. You can work that I, out yourself. I, my brain just, I had a brain uh, fart, everyone. Uh, it's King, so of course <laughs> she's too old for him. Now, Quinn, you say to me, why is she dressed <laughs> like that? I want to explain. Again, I, I, I won't keep rehashing, but it's very, like, weird. Like, it just is. It I'm is. sorry. It is. Like, even you had to admit it's, like, distracting at this point. This she's, dress is hugely, like, distracting. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> she tries to be King's valet, of course. And like, she's wanting being everyone's valet, yeah. apparently. And it's very easy to see why King is so beloved, because his, his mic skills are great here. Yeah. He kind of plays into it a bit, and some guy... I love the Memphis audience. Yeah, I they are good. They're good. There's a good... Good fans, let's Audience. put it that way, yeah. Some guy yells out, You don't need her! She's a mean cat! <laughs> and there's, and, yeah, yeah, there's tons of innuendo here. Like, there is. There's stuff about going to Lawler's house yeah. and all this. Like, and, and in fact, he says, he says, If you came to my house, I'd have to hang a pork chop around you to get my dog to play with her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she yeah. slaps him over and over again. And he kind of like laughingly he lets sells her it. like la- he laughs as she's kind of beating him, but like she's not like hurting him. She's kind of like doing the like clawing at him kind of thing. And then he just has enough. He 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 like kind of grabs her by like the chest. He doesn't yeah. grab her by the throat because I think that would be too much. That'd be too much. And he kind of tells her it's like I'm not like such and such. I'm not going to let you just do this yeah. to me. I'll sock you in the face and I'll knock, knock your, your pearly teeth out. whites yep. out. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Which was, I mean, they would never be able to do that. Now. No. Yeah. But it was, a, it, you know, all right. So King still has a mean streak in him, yeah, you know, was, basically yeah. is it, what it, they it were going for. It kind of established that King's not a pushover. Right. So she kind of, you know, gets scared there. But of course, people come beat him up. And it is the the big fat trio. Who do you, who do you think it is? <laughs> it's Mike Samples. It is uh, Burt Prentice, Burt and of course and... Waylon Mercy Miller. <laughs> yeah, Waylon Mercy Miller. And I actually like this. I, we'll go into it later, but I really kind of starting to like this Mike Miller character for some reason. Yeah, he grew on me as yeah. the show went on. Yeah. Jarrett and company make the save. Now, the best thing one of the announcers, I think it was Dave Brown, says. Wants samples and Brenda's to get out of here yeah, because we've out of here. seen enough of them already. <laughs> the and, biggest, like, most truthful yeah. statement in this entire show. And he's right. Yeah. yeah. He's totally right. Lauren Davenport is still out there. Now she stands next to Mike Miller as he cuts a pretty nondescript promo. Yeah, but, but I, I kind of, this is where I start liking him. Yeah. Didn't I say to you, he's he's like, I, I go, first I go, I, like, I kind of like this guy. Yeah. And then I, like, I had commented, like, he just seems like an angry dude that would, like, like, like your comic, weird neighbor like comically slam open his door yeah like and and fucking be like get the fuck off my lawn i'm gonna yeah. fucking kill you like yeah. he, he seems like mean like your creepy neighbor basically yeah, basically so of course big fat burt prentice and samples come back in the screen <laughs> here dave brown tells prentice <laughs> will you stop it i'm not yeah that really happened it's he's like funny. he has a gorillaism he's in bed with miss texas probably oh, at this oh, very no, minute stop that the camera guy cuts away. This is fucking weird. To an awkward scene of Miller and Davenport. They're like making out or something. Yeah. And like necking. They're and necking. Like, it's and all of a sudden, like, I'm like, what? The, so like, the, yeah. So then some the chick f- dressed like Peggy Bundy named <laughs> Leslie Ballinger, yeah. I guess her name was, right. runs out. She gets mad at Davenport. Because of the cuddling that was going on. Cuddling and necking and... So we have a cat fight, and Quinn, you said this show is going off the rails. Yeah, it really gets fucking bizarre now. It it, it seems like very, like, 
white trashy, I guess you would call it. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. But like, it almost like they're trying to do that. Yeah, like it's like it's it's almost intentional, right? right. Like, so the fat big fat trio, you know, samples Miller <laughs> and um, Prentice break up the yeah. cat fight, and then Eddie Marlin, I guess he's like the Jack Tunney. <laughs> yeah, he basically looks like fake Tunney. Like, yeah, he just storms out and it starts breaking it up. He gets on the mic and he's like, "I will have the match, but not now." Between the girls, yeah, yeah. And then I swear, if I see this Greg's Red Tag <laughs> commercial again, I swear. I feel like we memorized it. It's like he's wearing a dude, his suits really Why are his suits are <laughs> Greg's Red Tag style. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. When you said to me, you feel like the show's been on for four I hours. I know it feels so long. And it's I, I think so... it's because of the ads. Really, the ads are what's now. It, this is the first time when we reviewed something where the ads were like a negative. Like, yeah, it's true. They really they're were getting grading. On my yeah, they're really terrible. We get a commercial with the mayor of Memphis, <laughs> W.W. Harrington. <laughs> that's fake. There's no way that that's his name. W. Like, what is it? W.B. Mason. Like, <laughs> that's a weird fucking name. No. And, and he tells everyone to get a degree. Yeah. And then this is the weirdest commercial. <laughs> leave it to Snowbird. It's a Beaver Cleaver parody. Like, a leave it to Beaver with parody puppets. with puppets <laughs> about how like you need to watch the weather <laughs> yeah. so you know that you don't have to go to school and then it cuts to dave brown the announcer in a chair like in black and white like the announcer on this show Um, yes but in the commercial and he's like you need to watch this and it's even your school here's the thing it's even more apparent that it like i thought at first i said is that him and then literally the next cuts out of commercial to dave brown and like the other guy and we're like yep that's him holy shit so i looked it up because I didn't know this, maybe yeah. you folks did. He was actually a meteorologist <laughs> yeah. for this channel, and that gets highlighted a bit, like <laughs> yes. in a minute. We'll so. get to that in one sec. But he was a meteorologist for this channel, and he also happened to be a wrestling announcer. Yeah. And he's a damn good announcer. He's pretty fucking awesome. Actually, he's fun. Yeah. So anyway, we get a um the tag champs. Yeah, yeah the Bruise Brothers versus. I don't even care. Yeah. They didn't say their names. They, they, this match is like literally like a second yeah like, they, like, they win with the power bomb cory cory macklin says get out of yeah, here yeah because they're like beating the shit out of these guys like all over the place right yeah so it's just like enough already with with yeah this, with basically enough with the heels yeah just get out Memphis of here heels yeah, so they beat down these jobbers with the help from samples. Again, with the samples. Yes. And Dave Brown says, just get out of the studio. <laughs> That's why this guy's awesome. He's seriously, Dave uh, Brown now, is awesome, Now, Quinn. here's the cool thing, and I, I don't think he put it in the notes. What? One of the jobbers that got, like, messed up by the Bruce Brothers, he's like, the table got turned over that they're on or whatever. Right. And, like, the guy's, like, laying in the upside yes. down table, and Dave Brown's, like, pointing at him, and you had noted at the time before you found out he was meteorologist he's like he's like pointing at him like a meteorologist yeah, like he's and doing the weather that's like why it was so awesome that after we wa- watched and you found out he was a meteorologist <laughs> i was like holy shit that's awesome it's true he's like you got this guy like laying there like half dead yeah. and dave brown's like this guy over here yeah needs exactly help. and he's like yeah. gesturing like a meteorologist would gesture to like you know nashville right, right, like right. oh you're gonna have a cold front here <laughs> he's like oh this guy's dead <laughs> so then basically we would just run down the cards again with the on-screen graphics like endlessly it's like yeah Five minutes we of this to end it. We skipped it because yeah. we already knew it. And that's it. And the total wrestling time, I don't know, 37 seconds. <laughs> yeah, basically. It was a... Here's the thing, Quinn. Yeah. I said this to you after we watched it. 
I think you agreed with me. I do agree with you. The stories made sense. They did. Um, they were all logical. They all made sense. Nothing was silly. The writing was better than WWE's now. It is. Because it all makes sense. But the, the problem is, is that it's low rent everything. Like, yes. everything. Like, everything is junk. It that Exactly. And that's why it's hard to believe that they really thought they they could be the number three. It's like... It seems like they have the talent, even. Like, sure. even though these guys are, like, kind of shitty, they're reusing a bunch of people and yeah. shit like that. But that's fine. I mean, it seems like everyone's multifaceted. They can sure. hang. It, feel, it felt like everyone could talk except, like, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> he was awful. Yeah. It's it, Memphis. It was, it was a, here's what I took away from it. On the wrestling end, it reminded me very much of, like, Worldwide or one of those Cindy's where it's not about the wrestling, it's about the storyline. Yeah, because they're advancing the story to get you in the house show. To get you in the house show, exactly. There's no pay-per-view in USWA. I I think, you know, overall, overall, okay. It made sense. It's part of a larger storyline that we don't know the context of. You know, it's it's in the midst of some stuff that was going on. The wrestling, like I said, whatever. But, I will say, yeah, um, another point I wanted to make. I will say the show seems to be ahead of its time as far as highlighting women. So, like, it's interesting. Like, you, know, you know the thing that I like the most about all the promos, Quinn? And I really genuinely genuinely mean this. They weren't scripted. Nothing was scripted. And this. I liked that about it. Yeah. It was so much more real because of that. And folks, speaking of not scripted... <laughs> Our show is not scripted. Not so scripted at all. We would love to hear ideas from you. Maybe you write the script for us. Maybe yeah. you let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. You want us to review something? Yeah. We'll you, review it. You think we're terrible at Mount Rushmore? <laughs> let us know. Yeah, exactly. Let us know what you think is better. We might have missed something. Yeah. Folks, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for how we've made it to season three, episode 21 with you guys. Yeah, this is crazy. I cannot believe we have made it, folks. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah. We love talking the retro wrestling for you guys. We'll continue to do it. Yep. In fact, we'll be back next week, Monday the 13th, for more retro wrestling goodness. Yes, we will. All right. Well, folks, have a good rest of your day, rest of your week, whatever you might be doing. We will see you next week. See ya. Mr. Peterson, I think that Johnson is making a little too much money. He wears all these very expensive suits, and I can't imagine how he's doing it. He's doing it at Greg's annual Red Tag Buy One, Get One Free suit sale, and you can too. Select one Red Tag suit from Greg's outstanding collection of designer double-breasted suits at regular prices, then select a second Red Tag suit absolutely free. You can be doing it now at Greg's annual Red Tag Buy One, Get One Free suit sale. Will you stop?